Well, good morning, everybody. So good that you're here today. Just want to say uh, welcome. We have some guests with us as well, and we're glad everybody is here. Thank you for coming, old friends, new friends. It's good that you're here. Thank you for coming today. Uh, just want to talk a little bit about Advent, first of all. Now, I have my wonderful assistant, Rowan, here. He's going to do a reading in a moment, but before he does that, he is going to officially cross off some days on the Advent calendar here. So if I could get that slide up for the Advent, the first slide from my message, uh, um, cool. And Rowan, if you could just cross off the uh, the right ones, just make sure we don't cross off today. What's today? The ninth, right? So you got a lot to cross off here. If you can go do that. Uh, Advent is a 1,600-year-old reflect on the birth of Christ, his first coming, and also look forward to the day when he will return and restore all things that are in heaven, which is his second coming. Advent, it means coming. It means some, someone that someone is coming. And Jesus, of course, he, they were looking forward to him coming uh, the first time in Bethlehem. And uh, we are still looking forward to his second appearing. The point is to turn our attention away from all the commercialism and consumerism that's so often associated with Christmas, to turn our focus away from that unto the one who came and will come again. And we have common ground with, you know, Christian faith, people of Christian faith from all different backgrounds, whether it's the, the Anglicans or the Presbyterians or the Baptists or the Pentecostals or whatever, it's people, Christians from all different kinds of Christian churches celebrate Advent at this time of the year. We're part of something that's 1,600 years old and all around the world. So even though we may be small in number, we're part of something really much bigger than ourselves. And today is the second Sunday of Advent. My apologies. I actually wondered, and I still might. You never know what will happen next week. I was going to bring chocolate, and it just never happened today. We know Advent calendars, they're the best, right? Except that, uh, yeah, these ones, all you get, all you get is crossed-off days <laughs> towards Christmas. Um, so Advent, it, the, like I say, the, it's, the, it's the theme today of peace. And I'd like to invite Rowan up here to go ahead and read the scripture from Luke chapter 2. Luke 2, verses 8 to 15. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be if has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Thank you so much, Rowan. All right. Good job, buddy. Yes, he is. He is the, it says that he brings peace on earth. Lord, I just want to pray right now for 
this message this time. I pray that there will be a revelation that will come. Some familiar things about this message. So I, I pray that it won't cause us to dismiss them, but rather that we will embrace what the Holy Spirit might say to us as individuals and as a group. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, what I'd like to do right now is I'd like to share with you uh, a, a video of a song that was written in around 1741 by uh, uh, Friedrich Han- uh, George Friedrich Handel, and he uh, he wrote this as part of the Messiah, and this is from my other text, which is in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. It's amazing how many different versions of this are out there, and I didn't like most of them. I, I, I kind of like this one, though. the guy in the tux. You know, he looked really good. <laughs> I like the kid that was kind of looking at the Christmas tree, too. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, of course, that song has been in my heart all week uh, because it talks about the fact that Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. And today I want to talk to you about peace, and I'm going to start off uh, with Galatians chapter 5, and this is just a general scripture, and it talks about the source of our peace. We talked about earlier, we talked about prayer and how, how we need to pray. And as we pray, we lift up our cares to the Lord and that peace of God that passes understanding would fill our hearts and our minds and our, and our spirits. And it's so, it's so awesome. But it's the Holy Spirit that produces this kind of fruit in our lives. It's love and joy and peace and patience, and kindness, and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And it doesn't only come out of like a, a self-discipline, like, well, I'm, I'm not supposed to worry. But rather, it's, it's a seeking of God and allowing His Spirit to give us that supernatural kind of peace. And I, I just feel like God is 
is challenging his church to, to, to shift more toward the things of God and the supernatural power of God in our lives. You know, we, we can be nice people and try to be self-disciplined and look after life and do life well. And those are, again, great disciplines. But God is calling us to be people that are filled with the Spirit, people of the Spirit that uh, God would meet with us. And, and when we don't have that peace that we're looking for, we can go to the source. Instead of trying to come up with it from within, we can go to the source and invite God to fill us with his spirit. And then the, the love and the, the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness will, will come out of that strength of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's a good sermon. Right there. Come on. Amen. Oh, no, we got time. Come on. But I want to talk to you about peace, just kind of unpack it a little bit. There's, there's the peace of God and the peace with God. We're going to start with the peace with God. We can have peace with God. You can be okay with him. You can feel, at, we can have confidence with God in his presence. We can come boldly. You know, you and I, we, we might feel like, again, we might feel like it's, it's a strange thing or we don't do it enough or whatever, but God is asking us to come and inviting us to come because of his love. And he has made it possible through Jesus Christ that we can be right with him. Are you up to date with God? Well, yes, I am. Am, am, I, am I righteous? Yes, I am. I, I'm not righteous because... I'm good at this. I'm righteous because Jesus Christ came into the world. He paid the price for my sins, not only mine, but the sins of the whole world. And I've received him, and now I'm clothed in his righteousness. We can have peace with God. You're okay with him. He's not mad at you. He loves you. He wants, he wants to be your friend. He wants to... He wants you to know him. He wants to know you, and he wants you to know him. He wants you to open your life to him, not to hide things from him. Uh, It says in Romans chapter 5, We have been made right in God's sight by faith, and we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ is in my Father's house. There's a place for me. I'm a child of God. There's a place for you. You belong with him. You're, it's okay to it's okay to be in His presence. We don't have to duck. You know, when when the Holy Spirit's being poured out, we don't have to duck. We can we can enjoy, we can embrace because God loves us. Go, that song that we sing it goes on to say, "I am I am chosen. I'm not forsaken. You are for me. You're not against me. You, I am who you say I am. I'm a child of God." We can know him. We can know we're right with him. We can have confidence before him because of what Christ has done. And that is the most central part of what peace is all about. Peace comes from being in God's presence to being right with him and being at peace with God. If we're not at peace with God, we will be miserable. We will be be lost and uh, then, you know, not having that peace of God. We will not feel peaceful. You know, there will be all kinds of talk about peace. There will be people saying that they have peace, and we won't know what it is because we're not right with God. But because we're, we've re- embraced Him, 
and uh, uh, we have him in our life and we're at peace with God, we can enjoy the peace of God. I was interested, very interested, when I was reading the context of this scripture in John chapter 16. Uh, I intended, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the fact that there's that sort of conflict, uh, division between some of our circumstances and the reality of our spiritual condition. Jesus said this, I've told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. We can have peace in Christ because we're at peace with him. We can have the peace of Christ working in our hearts. I, I'm just looking around, and some of you I know, and some of you I don't know, but I believe God's heart for you is to have a change in your life. And now I'm not saying you're not good. I'm just saying that there's something, there's something more that God wants to do, and that is that God wants to increase the amount of peace that you experience day by day. I'm talking about you now. I'm not talking about someone else. I'm talking about you, that your life could be different than it was yesterday, just from today, just from this word taking root into your life. Mix your faith with this. You know, I, I need you to cooperate, to, to not cooperate, that's not the right word. I need you to partner with me in this message for your good. I, I don't, you know, I, I believe everything I say today is going to be right. I'm just saying. But, you know, being right is very much overrated. I don't really need to be right. I don't even care if I'm right. What I care about is that you and I, that we will experience what I'm right about. I want to experience. Listen, I don't, I don't always feel this perfect peace that passes understanding. I'm telling you, I don't always, and I want to experience it more. Am I alone in the room? Come on. We can, we can experience more peace from Jesus, the Prince of Peace. The Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I've been enjoying that song. I, I won't wreck it for you. Jesus, he said, you can have peace in me. I'm telling you this so you can have peace in me. Here on earth, you will experience many troubles and trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. You know, I, I read this again for the first time this week. I've read it many times. And I, I saw this first, uh, first three or four words here. It says, I, I told you this, so. And I went back, and I kind of knew what he was talking about. This is the last sort of conversation Jesus had with his disciples before he went to the cross. And he says, I'm, I, I told you all this so that you can experience peace. And you know what he said just right before this verse? I didn't, I'd forgotten. He had told them that, you know what, it's going to be bad. I'm going to be on the cross, and all you guys are going to be gone, and I'll be by myself. You're all going to desert me. (laughs) I thought, what a great promise. (laughs) What a great prediction. But he said, I'm I'm telling you this now, because I don't want you to feel like I'm mad at you. I don't want you to feel like you've... You've blown it too horribly that we can't be in fellowship anymore. He's saying, I, I've told you this. It's going to get bad. I'm going to be dying. You're going to run away. And you're going to feel like you deserted me. And I'm going to feel the same. But I'm telling you this now. 
so that you can have peace. In the world, there will be trouble. But listen, I've overcome the world. And I'm going to love you even if you run away at my time of need. I want you to have peace. I want you to have peace even if you blow it. Now, I'm not accusing you of blowing it. I just know me and I figure, well, we're kind of in the same boat. And we don't always do it right. But God wants us to have peace in the midst of a storm. And there's hope for you and there's hope for me. How am I doing so far? Am I right? Okay, let's embrace this now for ourselves. Not now, because we're all doing fine right now. We're in church, after all. I'm talking one next week when, you, when you, someone cuts you off in traffic and you want to get to that lineup at the store and you go in the parking lot and it's the fifth time around and you can't find a place to park. That's when we need the peace of God. Or when things really bad happen. That's not really bad. That's just annoyance. Get a flat tire in the rain. Now you're talking. With God. And there's a peace of God. We all have peace with God. That's something that happens when we embrace Christ. And if you're here today, I, I pray and hope that every one of us here in this room has embraced Christ and received him into our lives. We, we believe and receive, and he gives us the authority to be God's children. We have peace with God that we can also experience. The, we want to not just have that in our mind and have that in the past and a long-distance future, but we want to have it now, that peace of God, the peace that comes from knowing him the peace with God and the peace of God. Now, there's a connection to last week's message on hope. And we talked about hope. And last week, we talked about the fact that there's a living hope. In 1 Peter 3, we talked about the fact that we have received him. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope. And that's that peace with God. But how do we... This is a bit of a how here. Like, how, how do we actually do it? There's a scripture that goes on in 1 Peter 1 and verse 13. It says, we have this living hope, but now we set our hope. We set our hope on Jesus Christ revealed. And where do we have our hope? You know, sometimes I, I hope I will feel better. There's sometimes I think, I hope that my grandkids will not tear my house apart. I hope that I will have enough money at the end of the month to make it right through to the end. I hope this. I hope that. But you know, God, that, isn't, that, is, that is kind of where the turmoil is, and it doesn't bring me a lot of peace to have, well, I sure hope it doesn't rain for the parade. Well, it might rain. We live in a rainforest. Come on. <laughs> But I, if I set my hope on something higher, I can experience the peace of God. When I, I, it keeps my, it keeps my sort of keeps all my ducks in a row, keeps my life in 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 focus, and helps me to see the big picture. And sometimes I tritely say, you know, the worst thing is I could die and go to heaven. But really, like. The worst thing that could happen is that we could die and go to heaven because that's our hope. Our, our real hope is something so much better than stuff we might hope for. I hope this, I hope that, I hope that, you know, China and the U.S. and Canada can get along about this 
gal that's in jail right now. I, I hope it doesn't start World War III. But you know what? I can't really control that, and I could lose a lot of sleep over that, except that's not where my hope is, that being resolved, right? What, what, what my hope is that Jesus Christ, he's preparing a place for me. And he's gonna, when he's done, he's going to come again so I can be with him. And you can, you can come along, too, if you like. He, he, like. he feels the same way about you. There's that peace with God. There's the peace of God. And there's what I've written this next point, the, the peace in your modus operandi, your, uh, your MO, the way you do things, the way you do life. God wants us to be people of peace. I, I was looking at this, and it talks about the kingdom of God. It's, it's not a matter of what we eat or drink. It's not about the sacrifices we make. It's not about the disciplines we develop. It's not about all the gifts you offer or the volunteer time. It's not about any of that. What The kingdom of God is about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the kingdom of God is about. And sometimes we become a little bit like, uh, you know, Mary and Martha, that story of Mary and Martha. And Martha was, you know, serving all the food. And that's a lot of work. I've been in the third world where they don't have running water and they don't have electric heat, electric stoves or gas stoves. Uh, you know, they probably cooked over a fire. And here's Martha making dinner for everybody. And she's mad because Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet listening to Jesus. And, you know, she was doing all the sacrificing, and Jesus, he didn't stop the situation because he was at peace. Mary, of course, well, she was at peace because she wasn't doing the dishes. Martha wasn't at peace. Now, Jesus was grateful that she was doing all that, but, but really he said, listen, Martha, you can just let it go. What's most important is sitting at my feet. And, of course, that's quite a thing to say to anybody. But God wants us to be at peace more than to work hard. Now, God help us. We need to work hard, and, you know, it takes a lot, takes a lot of work to get through life. And those times when we're working hard, God wants us to be at peace while we're working hard. He doesn't say don't work anymore. He just, he just talks about what's most important about life is, is to be at peace. Don't forget you know, when you're, when you're, you know, up, up to your nose in, in alligators, it's hard to remember that you're trying to, you know, drain the swamp. And the most important thing isn't about draining the swamp. The most important thing is knowing Jesus and walking in his peace. This other situation here in 1 Corinthians 7, this is talking about relationships. And in this particular case, it was a, a, a person that uh, was married to an unbeliever. The unbeliever was mad and finally left. And, uh, you know, in those days, it, it was just very difficult, uh, just like it is now. And, and uh, Paul says, you know, if they leave and they want to be divorced, you know, it's sad, but, you know, they got, you can't control them. And he says, God hasn't called us to be all uptight about our situation He's literally, this is the context, he says, we're called to live in peace. And so you're not under obligation to, you know, to wait for that person to, you know, to die or wait for that person to, you know, to whatever you're going to do with that person. But you, if they've left, they've divorced you, 
you're not under obligation, you're, you're okay. Let's walk in peace. Now, I've, you know, hopefully I haven't caused your, that rabbit trail too far to, to go too far. Come on back. But God wants us to walk in peace, not be uptight about things. We have standards, of course. We believe in marriage. It's in our statement of faith as a church. God has called us, and, and God has established marriage between a man and a woman. That's in our statement of faith as a church. Uh, the, the third example there uh, talks about church services. And sometimes people, ever heard of this phrase, worship wars? You know, some people don't like, you know, don't like any instruments, and some people like a full band, and we have a wonderful band. Don't we have a great band? We appreciate them. It's a lot of work. And the way, the way you do church, I mean, there's all different flavors. And, you know, God has called us to live in peace. Not to be weird, but not to reject the Holy Spirit. Just be at, be at peace. There's times when the Holy Spirit's moving, and perhaps even today, where people come in here and, and God speaks to them just by His Spirit, like a miracle. The voice of God. Other times, we, all, we get all, you know, unsettled about the fact that, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. And God, God says, just, just be at peace. We're, here to, we're just here to worship God. And, you know, if we can accomplish that, that's, that's, a, that's a success. That's a win. <laughs> and I think, for the most part, we win. We win every week because we come here to, to bring our worship to him. Amen. Amen. And if you don't like the drums, you know, just remember Psalm 150. You know, high-sounding symbols. That means loud, high-sounding symbols. That just means loud crashes. We don't have a lot of that. You know, we're trying to be Canadian, right? <laughs> cool. Just not cold, but, you know, cool. <laughs> so I'm asking you here, what, what is God saying to you about your life? What is God saying to you about your, about your heart? God is, God is calling. God is drawing. And he's drawing you not because you're doing something bad and he wants to tell you, look, stop it. He's calling you because he wants to bring healing. He wants to bring peace into your life. I'm telling you all these things. I'm doing all these things because I want you to have peace. I want you to have peace. You'll have trouble in the world, but stick with me and you will have peace. Amen. Let's stand together, please. Lord, I thank you for each and every one who are here today. Lord, I pray that your spirit would speak to us like right now. Lord, if there's something in our life that you want us to turn away from so that we can turn to you and find peace and hope and joy, Lord, whether it's a judgment we've had against somebody, we thought, oh, they'll never change. Maybe they will. Jesus, would you come and speak to us? Maybe, maybe it's a little less time on social media, a little more time in the word, whatever it is, Lord. And God, you're not here to make us feel guilty. You're here to draw us to your presence.
Lord, you said, <laughs> my peace I give to you. It's different from what the world, it's different from what the world has. My peace I give to you. Lord, I thank you that you've, any differences have been looked after. You've, you've made the two, the Jews and Gentiles, you made them one. Any, any conflicts we have have been melted away and are not based in reality because you have broken down the wall of, of division by dying on the cross for us. And you've made the provision for us so that we can be at peace with our spouse, with our kids, with our neighbors, with our employers, with our classmates, whoever it is. Lord, you've done a work in our lives. And I pray that that supernatural peace that you've promised us would not only be something we sing about, only something that we talk about, but something that we can experience day by day. Lord, those who struggle with chronic pain and others with anxiety and, and different different things that, Lord, we have these troubles. Lord, would, they, would you melt them away? Would you bring healing and restoration? And Lord, fill us with your peace. I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now, the, there will be people here that will pray with you, and I, I want to encourage you to receive prayer if there's something that you'd like prayer for today. Uh, the coffee is, is on here, and I'm just so grateful that you're here today. May God bless you. May God cause his face to shine upon you and give you his peace in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.